Boy, this is the first time in years. <laughs> Doing this all from memory. This is hard to remember in old computer language. I not only designed this, every little metal trace that you see on here, I strapped on onto a drafting table and I, I, I built this whole board myself because I wanted the chips in the ultimate perfect position. I worked for a couple of weeks, every night till about four in the morning, laying out the little things on a big drafting table that would be, eventually become this board. And when I got done, I realized I had to drill eight holes in the board. And I said, you know what? If I had only designed it a little bit differently, then I would have only had five holes. I tore apart my entire design for another two weeks, every night till four in the morning, to get it just that perfect with only five holes. So you would never see the three missing. It had to be that artistically perfect to me because it represents yourself when you do something, when you do a great design. My tips are, don't necessarily think that you have to have the home run and the huge Apple computer on your first start. I spent a long time in my life with skills just building little devices for fun. For fun is one of the key things, because that drives you to think and think and think and make it better and better and better than you ever would if you're doing it for a company. Build things at first for yourself that you would want. If you're going to build a retail or a, a real estate business online, well, if you're not in the real estate business, you're not going to really think about it the right way. You're building it for other people. That's what I say is wrong. You should be building it for yourself. And if you're not building it for yourself, you better have a tight partnership with somebody that, is, that absolutely wants it for themselves because they're going to want it to be so perfect and so right and not confusing and make it all the beauty into the product. I was so stunned because I have very dramatic memories of where I was when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan, when I heard that JFK had been shot. And this, I'll, I'll never get this memory out of my head, just where I was, just getting a phone call from a reporter. And they just said, have you heard the news? And I instantly knew what that meant. And that uh, was just a total shock. Like, what do you say? It's like the world lost a John Lennon. I mean, Steve was clearly the most outstanding business thinker. And uh, almost everybody who's high up in the technology business recognized that, that somehow he had the ability to think out new ways of doing things, not just ways to improve what we have, do a better version of something, but do it in a totally different way that the world would swing towards. And then I think back to just all the times we had together, very, very good times that you have when you're young, you know, and playing around with the systems and uh, little misbehavior and doing interesting things. And, and then he was always thinking about certain technology, the early products that got developed, the building parts what those might lead to in our future. And he was always pushing me as an engineer, could you possibly add this someday? Could you possibly add that someday? Yes, 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 I could, thinking, no, it's way, way off. But eventually we all did. We went into the garage when we were two young people with no money. You have to work out of your home. We had jobs on the side. We had nobody that could loan us money. We had no business experience. We're like a million young people who are so excited about the future they might have someday in business, making something just out of their ideas. That's what we were. And, and over and over and over, all the products of Apple from you know iPhones and iPads, iPods, um, these were just unbelievable life changers. And uh, almost everyone who heads a technology company looks at Steve Jobs as, where did he get the ideas to do it the right way? We were just the lucky partnership. He was lucky to have me in the beginning, but I am much, you know, incredibly lucky to him for everything in my life. He gets a reputation for being a strong leader and being brash, but to me, he was just always so kind, such a good friend, and um, I'm just going to miss him.
Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple. Thank you very much. That's it. Thank you. Uh -huh. Your actions, you should always feel in life and in your jobs, your actions are somehow have a good purpose behind them. They better the world in some way. Don't ever do something just because it's an assignment. You better believe that it's, it's, there is some end, end goal that is good for the world. Almost every new invention and computer and all came about from those ideals. I mean, I really wanted to help the world communicate so much. You know, other people inspired me into a revolution. I want to be a part of changing things. I want to be a part of better education. I want to be a part of the young person having so much mastery over technology and be able to do things they never could before. Those were the goods that were pushing me. It was almost, almost, without those goods, I wouldn't have even designed a computer. Everyone, everyone likes to talk about failures, you know, but the main thing is you might have a lot of little small steps. Every one of those steps seemed to not take you anywhere in money, it didn't get you much more money, it didn't get you any money, but you know, you're kind of proud, you show them off to friends even. Your mind was increasing, your methods of coming up with better solutions was increasing. You not only have to now read a book on how things are done, you can write the book and that's called creativity. You create new things yourself. So always try to, here, here's the biggest key I can give to anybody in the world, that if you're kind of smart and you're working on some project, maybe it's software, maybe it's hardware, Try to think at the end, you, you complete it. You know enough to complete it. Don't stop there. Say, how can I make it perfect, almost better than any other human being would? Can I shorten the code? Can I redo it a little cleaner structure? Give yourself some of those redos. And when you're young, you'll put in a lot more than eight hours a day. Believe in yourself. You don't have to win arguments. You don't have to prove to somebody else that you're right. If you believe you're right and everybody else say, no, it's not done this way, you'll never make money at it, but you believe in it. That's, all that, that's what matters. You know, and you've got to follow what's in your heart. And, but the second piece of advice is how far you go in life is usually, I was taught this when I was young, and I believe it. It's how well liked you are by the people you work with. That will determine how far you go up organization, chart ladders and, and the like. Um, so be nice to people. Don't be <laughs> cutting them down. You know, don't be rude and all that stuff, you know, it's just my philosophy. The talents that you have, you're learning so many formulas, how to connect things, how to build devices. The main thing is, why would you go through an education learning how to design and create new things and then go out and just try to copy what exists? Always try to think for yourself and think out better things than were there before. Even don't be afraid to go in different ways. Shy engineers, I think you have a huge advantage. When you come up with, you always want to have an instant answer to everything. You don't sit back and reflect and think out the best working solution, taking everything into account. Spend a lot of time on your own. Call it dream time. Maybe when you're just alone in a quiet room, nobody else with you, falling asleep, and, um, and really imagine the limits of where you can go. Don't start building something until you've gone very far and you know that it's, you've thought something out very well that's ahead of what other people are doing. Try to imagine yourself as the best engineer in the world, every one of you. Try to think a little trick you can do in your design. Can I do one thing different, add one thing that would make me better that other engineers wouldn't do? And, um, and all, so that's basically a pursuit of excellence and believe in your own ideas, even if other people are saying, no, that's not how it's done, it's too different. Well, those very different things are what are disruptive, and they wind up putting other companies out of business and really changing our life. 
and you're a young engineer in college, where, where did companies like Yahoo and Google and Apple and Facebook and, and you know so many others, where did they come from? They came from young people, Microsoft, you know, young people dropping out of college or just out of college. These days, entrepreneurship is taught as courses in all the colleges, mm -hmm. and usually it's a business-level course. So you've got all these business guys that, oh my gosh, if I write some ideas down on paper, that's how you go about it, starting a company. And I, my principle is no. I, 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 so many people in Silicon Valley got used to write ideas down on paper and then try to get some money, try to get some money, try to get some money, like we can just buy the engineering for it. No, I like the type of entrepreneurship that has actually created working models. Here is an example of something that works the way we want it, and we've built it, and we've got the, the, talented, the talented technical people that know how to do it. And I think it should get to that phase. I'm, so the entrepreneurship, it's a combination of the business and the technical um, doers, the technology people. But it's things like knowing who you are inside, who you are, and believing in that person, and remembering it through life, and saying today, it's a good person I am, and I have some good values and a good hand on my shoulders, and I don't want to be corrupted by the successes I'm going to have in life and in business. I don't want to be corrupted and go in different ways. If I make a lot of money, I still want to be that good, pure human who thinks well. Um, like I said, don't, don't set yourself up for those frowns, you know. And you don't always have to win every single argument. You can think your way and believe in your thoughts are good in your own brain. And somebody else doesn't agree with you, that's okay. They just think a different way. There's no need to look at the world of, oh, we've all got to be in competition. It's my way. Everyone has to be just like me or they're no good. They have to use my computer. They have to go to my school. They have to be my country, you know. They have to do things my way. That's not the way to think. Be very open to um, a lot of different people have differences, and we can all still see each other as good, and we get along a lot better and have a lot more peace that way. Acceptance of others is the key. Is life about how much you've done with technology, how much you've achieved, how much money you made in your life? Or is life about how many times you laughed compared to smiled? I would rather have a happier life. And sure, if getting success in business is what makes me happy, that's fine. But um, I really believe that you know, some kind of enjoyment aspect should pr go through, especially all learning and all work. Now, I was an engineer. The work is hard. It's intense. You work late hours at night sometimes trying to solve a problem, you know, and you just, it's so hard to get there and you finally crack through and it's sort of a relief. But you know what? When you're working that hard all day long, you need those little jokes with your friends. You need the lunchtime where you can sit down and chat. It's such a big part of your life.